0: At this time of high-stakes sporting events, it's all about the mega events. It's all about the fans as well. Even across the pond, the latest attempt by one of America's Big Four sports leagues to expand globally, MLB Baseball hosts a home-run derby at Hyde Park in London on July 4. Red Sox and Dodgers, Cliff Floyd, Sean Green, Carlos Pena, former major leaguers, but they can still hit it's a home-run derby in the middle of London. The NFL has seen tremendous success with its international series in London. To the extent that the groundwork being laid for a permanent franchise there, will baseball be next to appeal to fans? It is everywhere. How about FIFA and mega events? It's said they'll lose about $300 million in TV rights money if the 2026 World Cup not hosted by the U.S. Fox and Telemundo have a deal where they add that $300 million if U.S. gets it and don't. If Morocco applies and gets it, or anybody else, now there are 295 million more reasons why the joint North American event should happen. Look for it to be confirmed. How about hockey? You gotta love Nashville. Football and music-loving folks in Nashville embracing their upstart predators to such a degree. You'd think Music City has always been a hockey town. 50,000 fans stuffed Broadway in downtown. 18,000 cramming into Bridgestone Arena. Gary Bettman says... He won't send the NHL players to the Olympics, but will have an all-star game in Tampa next January, again about mega events. Nashville came alive for its first Stanley Cup final hosting duties. More of the same expected for the rest of the week and the NFL and NHL alive and well in Nashville. Finally, NBA Finals historic, both of the circumstances surrounding the games, but also their prices. 660 bucks for the cheapest seats for The Golden State Warriors, according to StubHub, they've also got $11,000 floor seats and Cleveland rocking as well. TV ratings are about the same, but Warriors Cavs 3.0 generating some significant excitement for the league and individual television viewers, but also exciting for the consumers. A startup business focusing on NBA and technology, NOAA an emerging basketball shot-tracking technology, coaching device, and fan experience for television, similar to the 1st and 10 line. How does a startup get noticed in the sports technology space? It's basically Business 101. John Carter, the founder of NOAA, explains. Keeping score at the Sloan-MIT Sports Analytic Conference, it is a time for sports to meet analytics, for old to meet new, for entrepreneurs who have all the money in the world to meet new entrepreneurs. And John Carter with NOAA, I don't know where you fit in that spectrum, but you'll tell us. So, first of all, thank you for doing this, and sure. second, tell us a little bit about NOAA. Sure. Well, we
1: have a company that uh, have a product has been used by several NBA teams, uh, quite a few uh, college and high school teams, that we track the basketball. So we. Uh, we track the ball, we can tell things like entry angle, ball position within the rim. I can tell you if a shot goes eight inches deep and two inches to the right. And we also know where the shot came from, so now we're able to, to generate these really unique shot charts and be able to help pinpoint why a player is missing shots. So historically, uh, there's been a lot of tracking around whether the shot scored or not. There's There's n- not been a lot of uh, data around Why did it make?
0: Why did it miss? And So that's where we come into the picture. And he's a marvelous entrepreneur and he's got a great entrepreneurial staff because he comes from Brooklyn, but being in the SEC, ACC (laughs) country, he's got that fake southern accent. That's not the case. If you can have a basketball device, you better be in basketball country. That's correct. And so the interesting thing about your uh, business, as I understand it, is that Shot link has become an indispensable part of golf and clearly the first to ten line an indispensable time you can't watch television mm-hmm. without it. Yeah. Is your technology, more of a television aid for fan enhancement? Is it more of a scouting device? Is it a combination? Is it more of a statistical (coughs) development device? Is it a combination of all of that?
1: We we have intention to reach all those areas you just explained. But at this point, early on, it's about training and data tracking. Uh, But we do have every intention of making this data available. Uh, for, for media. Uh, we think there's a lot of, op- you know, when, when, for example, commentators have little meaningful comment about why a player is struggling in that particular game. We can tell them
0: that. Yeah, so, so, some of them uh, make it sound like they know what they're doing, but they clearly don't. <laughs> so a free throw coach can use your scouting information to try to teach a player how to release the ball better, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, exactly. That, that we,
1: through, through all the research, we determine what is, what is the ideal entry angle. Uh, What is the ideal entry depth? There is a significant number of basketball players, even at the professional level, that struggle just because they do not get the ball deep enough in the basket, and so we measure all that precisely
0: so a player knows exactly what they need to do to improve. So the first proof of concept is to identify a significant niche and define it. It sounds like you've got it. This is a business show for business-oriented people. Mm -hmm. Where do you go? How do you get from that point to actually a ongoing functioning revenue secure big company? Well, it's where are you in that stage? Yeah, it's it's a fairly tough process, as
1: you know, as you just defined. Uh, But uh, we have been around for a little while, so we had an older two-dimensional system that we sold quite a few of those. And so when we introduced this new product in the summer that's a really complete product, uh, we had a lot of those relationships to go back to. So we already have a half a dozen MBA teams uh, using the product. We already have, you know, 15, 20 Division I colleges and probably 100 high schools. So that was just for the fall. And uh, we obviously we'll be pursuing that heavily uh, this year, but we are a data service provider. So we don't really sell equipment. We go in and install equipment and then we provide the data back to those to those teams.
0: How do you differentiate in a mass situation like this? You believe in your product quite sure, clearly, sure. but the challenge is to get people to understand what the point of difference is and see the reality of it.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it is a challenge. We don't, honestly, for as far as all the people out there, we don't have direct competition. Uh, we do have 16 issued patents uh, in the space that we operate in, um, but uh, but we do compete with people for, you know, there's only so much that you can attach to a team. So, yeah. you know, uh, as far as technology, there's wearables, there's all types of things now. And so we have to convince these, uh, you know, these teams that our technology is appropriate and we're going to help, we're going to make them better. Your background? Uh, I'm an engineer. Uh, of, course and I'm a, you, of course you
0: are, I, sure. I should, should have known. <laughs> yeah,
1: <you are. laughs> yeah, I'm an Auburn mechanical engineer, but I've, I've always, I've also uh, founded and ran a software company, so I'm, a, I'm also a basketball nut, so I grew up playing basketball and, uh, and follow the game, I always
0: follow the game very closely, so uh, um, so this was a good fit for me. A re- uh, Eureka moment. So you're sitting there and you're dabbling with this, and you're saying, man, this is interesting. Then you dabble a little more and you say nobody else is doing it. At what point did those paths cross and say, I'm going to do it? Well, pretty early. <laughs> yeah, uh, had to Yeah, right. pretty early because, you know, when a, when a
1: player is struggling, one of the things about shooting a basketball, a player can't see their own shot. Yeah. And that's the reason so many players shoot the ball flat, and they have no idea what they're doing. And the coach will say, hey, you're shooting the ball flat and the player doesn't really believe it. And so this uh, this generation of players, the, the most common quote I get from coaches, whether it's a middle school coach or an NBA coach, is this generation of players, they trust technology. So a coach can tell a player, you know, you're shooting too flat or you're shooting short, and, but when it's measured by a computer, by a piece of technology, they tend to, uh, to buy into it better. Which is kind of interesting.
0: And then your next step, obviously, is to get some seed money and investment dollars. Tell that story a little bit, again, for the business audience. Well,
1: we're, we're really fortunate. We've got, uh, uh, we've got a group of angel investors that have been great for us. So we've not had to, uh, um, you know, we, we've just been really fortunate. We've got a great group of investors that have supported us when we needed it. And, uh, and we will likely raise some additional capital uh, within the, the next 12 months or so.
0: A good answer that a lot of people around here would have liked to say as well. How hard was the angel investor process? Did you bring some friends over from other ventures? Is that how Did
1: worked? brought some you know from from past uh, past businesses? You know, brought some investor friends in who in- introduced us to other investor friends. You know how this works. I mean, yeah. people are really investing in the CEO and the management team, and uh, and you know, and obviously the business concept and, and whatnot. But we've been we've been really really fortunate in that
0: regard. Scalability. There are 317 Division I college basketball programs. There are a lot more D2 and D3, Uh, obviously all the NBA and then in other sports. Uh, Have you looked at where you're going to be three, four, five years from now? Well,
1: we we want to reach, uh, we want to be in every gym. Uh, There's over 90% of high school basketball players are not reaching their potential. Over 50% of college players are not reaching their potential and over 25% of professional basketball players are not reaching their potential. If a player shoots 50 degrees, the optimal is 45, they're not reaching their full potential. They're leaving points, and so we want to reach everyone, and we've got a pricing model. You mentioned all those college and pro teams, and many people think that's that's where we focus all of our attention, and we do focus attention there, but we focus a lot of attention at the high school
0: level. There's 25,000 of those. 25,000 of those and they all want to be really good. They all want to teach their kids how to shoot. What's the point of entry in your basic point of sale? Who do you have to convince first? The coaches? The athletic departments? Obviously, if it's a shot link type concept and educate Mm -hmm. me, there is a media component, which means a sponsorship component, which means a television component. What's the pecking order? Well, it, it varies
1: depending on who you're talking to. If, if I'm at a Division I college, I've got to get to the head coach. You know, I might work my way in through the director of operations or the video guy, but I've ultimately got to get to the head coach. Um, at the high school level, we not only have to get to the, the coaches, but we also have to get to the boosters and parents. Yeah. So we do a, a free on-site demo and clinic that our sales reps scattered all over the country. They'll go in, do a little clinic, they'll invite the parents and boosters, and that, that's how we get them done there. Uh, but it varies. It really varies depending on the, you know, who you're, who you're
0: after. Two audiences. I want you to speak to, and then we're done. You can go out and sell all you want to. First audience are the aspiring students out there who want to be like you, mm-hmm. want to be like her, want to be like you. What do you tell them? Be ready to work
1: extremely hard. Uh, you know, it's uh, a, a lot of. Uh, you know, we've been at it for a little while, so you, you have to really stick with it. And uh, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that uh, that get in there and things don't go quite as well as they'd hoped. Uh, but, you know, you better have some glue and uh, you better really stick with it and uh, and be passionate about what you're doing and, and don't give up. I mean, that's uh, a lot of a lot of people I've found tend to, uh, if things don't go well right out of the gate, uh, they tend to move on to something else. But uh, if you're very confident what you've got, which we are, uh,
0: we've stayed the course and worked really hard to get where we are. Perfect answer. Now the room is cleared out. Now you got investors slash teams slash Mm -hmm. coaches. What what do you tell them? Well,
1: uh, we basically talk about uh, this is a really big market, and uh, we're in the world of uh, big data, and uh, the stuff that we do as far as machine learning uh, and the stuff that we do as far as data is very relevant. And uh, there's there's just a really big market available when you when you go from the college uh, down to the high schools and up to the professional. It's uh, it's a very sizable market.
0: Now the final answer, which could lead to business, probably not, but I'll tell you in advance, it could lead to business. So there's this old guy with questionable talent but a big ego, and he's got a basketball court at his house. Yeah. But he beats people in horse, but not always. And of course, right. the key is to slam some of so the back and come back. Can yeah. I, can, can, oh, excuse me, can that person use your product?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot of systems
0: that have been installed in people is we, that right we, we absolutely do all right ladies and gentlemen and, uh, he's sending me one and i'm coming back as a better horse player you better watch out uh, john carter noah thank hey, you very much thank you. thanks for listening to this edition of keeping score i'm rick harrow the producer of the show alex cohen associate producer bethel Hopte. assistance provided by tanner simpkins and carlos wadek and the executive editor of reuters digital dan Calaruso.